This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, hello and welcome to the program. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few minutes, John Carlson and David Mader will return with a Vancouver Market real estate update and lots more on the 1% Realty story. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. And with spring break coming up, there is a travel advisory. On Thursday, the Government of Canada issued a safety and security warning for people traveling to Playa del Carmen in Mexico a day after the American government issued a similar warning. The reason? Violence from organized crime gangs, including an explosion aboard a local ferry, which injured 20 people, among them five Americans, a few weeks ago. Last week, they found more explosives on another boat owned by the same ferry company. This one didn't go off. Our government says criminal drug cartels are fighting over territory and money and don't ever care about who gets caught in the crossfire. Ottawa advises using a high degree of caution while visiting the area and to avoid using ferries and traveling at night. Now, the Mexican government claims our fears are unfounded. and They say the area is operating normally and the Mexican government doesn't understand the U.S. alert or ours either. Not a lot of feedback so far from the travel industry either. No mass cancellations are being noticed, but it is at least important to know what our people are saying, especially if you plan to visit soon. Another recall notice this week. This time it's the late model Hyundai Santa Fe SUVs, and about 8,500 of them are here in Canada. The problem is in the steering wheel assembly, which may lead to the steering wheel separating from its column while the vehicle is in motion, which obviously could lead to a crash. In the States, they're aware of two incidents of this happening. No injuries or deaths reported. The vehicle affected are the 2018 model Santa Fe and Santa Fe Sports. Dealers will check the production numbers of the steering wheel assembly and will replace them if necessary at no charge. So if these are one of your vehicles, check with your dealer to see if yours is affected. After stumbling a bit out of the starting gate, TransLink has really worked hard to establish the Compass Card, and it is now a roaring success. Almost 95% of all trips on our transit system, over a million of them, are made using Compass Cards or tickets. Now, TransLink will soon allow credit card and smartphone payment on the Compass system to help out mostly tourists and infrequent users. This means riders with smartphone mobile wallets or Visa or MasterCard will be able to tap in at fare gates and fare readers. The idea is to make using the system easier for riders who typically use cash and also to speed things up for everybody. You have to be careful to use a wallet with only one credit card in it to avoid card clash. Compass cards will still be required for riders using daily or monthly passes. The new twist only applies to single trips and won't be as cheap as Compass card fares. This is another in a series of improvements TransLink is working on, and there'll be an announcement about a launch date for this soon. 
Canada's big telecom companies have signaled some price increases are on the way as soon as next week in the case of Rogers, which will raise its internet plans by eight bucks a month or slightly less depending on the plan. On April 1st, Bell will raise its prices by at least five bucks a month in Ontario and Quebec for openers, while rival TELUS says it has no immediate increases planned, but TELUS just did end its bundle discounts in January. All three providers boosted their prices on some plans just last year, too, and say they need the extra loot to help cover the costs of upgrading their networks. Are we, as we consumers, are beginning to discover in ever-increasing numbers, there are alternatives out there, and industry analysts recommend doing some homework and checking them out. Statistics Canada says in 2016, the average Canadian user spent about 600 bucks on Internet services, which is over 35% more than they spent just four years earlier. And finally, good news for Vancouver families. The Easter train is returning to Stanley Park. Beginning next weekend and running for the next three weekends, visitors will be able to take a ride on the Stanley Park Railway and enjoy a visit with the Easter Bunny as well. Along with the concession stands, there'll be food trucks and, of course, all sorts of activities and the farmyard egg hunt is part of the fun, too. Tickets for the train can be purchased online and cost six bucks. It's another five dollars for the egg hunt and a toonie for the activity carnival zone get them early this is popular stuff we'll have lots more stories for you later on coming up in just a few moments john carlson and david mater and a vancouver market real estate update stay with us this is vancouver consumer on 980 cknw Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this Saturday afternoon on CKNW. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation, and David Mater, Personal Real Estate Corporation. The guys from 1% Realty are back in studio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi, Sterling. Hey, Sterling. How you doing? What's with this personal real estate uh, corporation stuff, John? I say it every time because I'm told I have to. What's the deal? Well, that's right. Dave and I do business. We're incorporated. And so we do business as a personal real estate corporation, and that needs to be uh, disclosed. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Dave, we usually get you to take the lead on this, and it's uh, one of the most important parts of your appearance with us every time, that very fresh Vancouver market real estate update. And since uh, we last got together, we've gone through another month end with new numbers. So. Talk to us about what's going on these days, please. Yeah, the uh, numbers for uh, February just came back from the Real Estate Board. And, uh, you know, what we've seen is uh, kind of the same, but kind of a little bit different too. So kind of the same in that it continues to be condos and townhomes, Mm -hmm. attached properties really leading the market. A little bit different in that um, what we see might be uh, some of the larger factors at play in the market in Canada, like the more stringent lending requirements and rising interest rates, they may be having an effect on sales volumes. Okay. Um, So, um, you know, just to get into the numbers a little bit, um, the overall number of sales in February of this year compared to February last year across the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver was down about 9%. Um, the sales were still up from last this past January, com, you know, February to January. Okay. Uh, but still, year over year, it was down about 9%. Um, and we're sitting right now at about 14% below the 10-year the 
uh, sales average for February. And so what does that mean? It just means that um, we think that the, 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 the changes that are being made may be having somewhat of an impact. But, you know, like we were talking about this before the show, um, you look at places like Toronto, uh, where we're seeing some negative news come out of that market mm-hmm. with regards to maybe the market falling off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to use the word plummet. I don't think that's the case, but well, definitely. A bit of a downturn. Downturn, yep. softening for sure. And, you know, uh, by contrast, uh, what we see here is though the number of sales has actually gone down, prices have not. Um, And I think we can attribute that to the fact that people are just not putting their properties on the market um, to keep up still with demand, even though the demand might have fallen a little bit because it's harder for people to buy properties now. There's still not enough supply to go around, and it's that old supply and demand thing. So what we have are uh, prices... Um, you know, year over year for all prices, we're still up about 17% compared to February 2017, which is pretty substantial, obviously. But, you know, more importantly, how are prices changed in the last month or two? Mm -hmm. Um, So for detached properties, pretty stable from January 2018 to February 2018. Really haven't seen a heck of a lot, but that's probably good news because we haven't seen prices fall for detached, right? That's probably a good thing. And for condos and townhomes, you know, it's maybe even defied expectations with regards to lower sales volumes, we're still seeing prices inch up. So just in that one month from uh, January 2018 to February uh, last month, prices of condos went up 2.6%. We're talking about benchmark prices, but I mean, that's substantial. Sure. And uh, townhomes up about almost 2%. So, you know, that's that's been the story. We think that uh, given all this, given all the factors at play, I think uh, we could probably, and of course nobody has a crystal ball, but I think that we could probably expect more of the same, I think. Mm-hmm. So probably stability going forward uh, this year with the real estate market. And that's probably a good thing for sellers. Now, right, John, John, if I could just pick up on that, uh, Dave uh, mentioned that buyers are perhaps a little more skittish because of the, the new rules, some of the new rules. And now, of course, we have some new taxes to worry about too. Yes. But why are sellers skittish? You're, you know, you're always looking to, to sell homes for people. And why are people perhaps sitting on their hands these days and being a little uh, standoffish? Well, again, there's all kinds of different sellers, and I'm, I haven't noticed a lot of sellers being standoffish, of course, okay. but statistically speaking, um, there could be a shortage of certain types of listings in certain areas, as Dave mentioned, condos and townhomes. And, you know, my experience talking to people out there on a day-to-day basis is that some people are a little bit hesitant to uh, put their house on the market until they know where they're going to go. And that can be a challenge. Uh, you know, I met a young family just the other day and they want to upsize to an acreage and they know that their house in Maple Ridge would probably sell pretty quick, but they don't want to get caught in a situation where they're sold and they can't find the right piece of property to, uh-huh. to go to. Now with an acreage, of course, uh, the market tends to get a little bit better in the spring and summer. So there probably are a whole bunch of opportunities. But there's one example of a family who would probably like to have their house on the market and sell, but they haven't identified a landing spot yet. So there, there can be a little bit of uh, anxiety about the market, about how to go forward with selling your house and finding a place to buy sure. and, and making sure you're not living on the street for well, a I was while. just going to say, the last thing you want to end up is with no house at all, right? Yeah. So, so that can play into it. And again, I would suggest that that's a, a one reason why you might want to talk to some really experienced agents who know how to take this process from beginning to end. Uh, and, uh, and that's where Dave and I do come in. So if the good news of the market is there is demand in the mm-hmm. market. Mm-hmm. I think demand will stay strong throughout the year, even though there are other changes more on the periphery and, and with financial 
financing rules and things, I sense that demand is going to remain to be strong. So if you're thinking of selling, it's it's not a bad time to be on the market. And uh, speaking of experienced agents, I'm going to have to say this because these guys won't. They're far too modest. But both of these gentlemen, David Mader and John Carlson, are members of the President's Club. That is those individuals in the real estate business who uh, represent the top 1% in sales volume for 2017. Between the two of them, they've sold well over a 1,000 homes. And this is the kind of experience, particularly uh, uh, in these changing market times, John, uh, experience is critical to be able to navigate the maze because they keep changing the route. That's right. I mean, nothing's ever simple, right? Um, But it is a complicated process, or at least it can be. Uh, But it doesn't have to feel that way. So I would suggest that, yeah, get a good professional on your side. And, and, you know, our website is uh, Save with John and Dave that, you know, identifies not just the savings that we provide to people, but how we do the full service job uh, while charging less. Uh, Because a lot of people might have you to believe that that's not possible. Well, let's talk about that. And Save with John and Dave.com, by the way, is the website. It's got the phone. Phone number 604-265-8280 and all the contact points. And there's also that grid, which gives you in black and white uh, the, the numbers you can save simply by doing business with 1% Realty. But Dave, uh, let's talk a little bit about what John was alluding to moments ago. This is the whole, and there are a lot of myths surrounding. We're, I said, you're going to tell us lots more about the 1% Realty story. Well, part of the story is the myths that have emanated from the 1% realty business model. And not all the myths are complimentary, but they're certainly out there. So in mind if I bounce a few of them past you and counter them, because this is the kind of stuff that you in the trenches hear all the time. And some of the stuff is that people think about all the time. For example, uh, 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 if you're charging less for commission, clearly you're going to do less. That's the, the, you get what you pay for being the ethic at play there, Dave. Sure. Yeah. And like you said, we get all sorts of questions, of course, because whenever, you know, something is presented that is a little bit different than what people are used to, it's natural to think, okay, what's the catch? Right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, okay. So, you know, just to fill in the blanks for folks, what we do at 1% Realty is the same type of things that uh, the other brokerages do. It's just that we charge less. And a lot of us tend to sell more properties, but that's really the heart of the matter. So, you know, anything that sells, the way the fees break down, anything that sells um, under $700,000, we charge a flat fee of seventy nine fifty. Anything over $700,000, 1% of the sale price plus $950. For that, what people can expect from us are the same types of things that they're going to expect from most other agents. So we're talking, um, you know, full... Uh, online coverage, of course, and all the most important sites, MLS, Realtor.ca. We're also participants in something called MLS Reciprocity. That just means that um, other agents from other brokerages will feature our listings on their personal sites. Um, you know, we get professional photography done. Uh, we have virtual tours. We can do 3D tours, like the latest and greatest type stuff, which is fantastic for featuring uh, anything out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're talking about full contract negotiation, all documentation. We coordinate with your lawyers. We talk about office or offer strategies. We walk you through the process right from the time that we give you an evaluation through to offer negotiation, through to handing the keys over to the buyers on possession 
everything is included uh, that you would need and expect to get. It's just you get a smaller bill at the end of the day compared to many of our competitors. Yeah, but John, you know, again, I'm being cynical because we all are, especially consumers. It's our money. Right. So, okay, David describes the, the, the business model. We do exactly the same as all of the other real estate companies do. But the cynic says, oh, sure you do. So at the end of the day, where's the hidden fee? What's the catch? Where's the extra charge come in? Yeah, you know, and again, great question. These are the things we do face on a day-to-day basis. And I, you know, as a consumer in all kinds of other industries and fields, I get it. You know, you, you look around and you see a price that looks very attractive compared to some of the other, other options. And I think, Sterling, it kind of makes sense to wonder, what am I not getting? That's right. What's, What's the catch? What is the catch? Yeah. And, and all I can tell you is I'm 22 years in the real estate industry. And, uh, you know, I spent 13 and a half years at some other companies that are, you know, these big companies everybody's aware of and that charge maybe 7% of the first 100,000, two and a half of the balance on commissions. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that the way I do business is the same in a lot of regards as it always was. So really, is there anything when you work with Dave and I that you're not getting other than a, a bigger commission? Absolutely not. In fact, some of the things that Dave and I have developed that he mentioned are things that you don't get at other companies. And, and we're going to be announcing later on in the show some of our open houses this week, and we're going to expose some of our listings to the audience at CKNW here. Right. So if you really think about it, you go to our website and look at what we do. I understand it might be natural to suspect that you might not be getting the full package if you're paying less, but I'm going to suggest to you this, that the real estate industry and commissions have gotten, prices have gotten high, commissions have gotten high, and if you're good agents that do a good volume like Dave and I do, you can afford to do all the things the other guys do and charge less, and that's what we specialize in. We give our sellers what we think is the absolute best position on the market, professionalism, proper placement, and commission structure that can't be beat. Right. And in addition to hearing the, the straight goods from John and Dave, uh, we're also going to, after the news break, uh, listen to uh, some comments from people who, that John and Dave have worked for and uh, provided services to. And we'll, uh, we'll hear from people at the other end of the arrangement. This is Vancouver Consumer, our guests from 1% Realty, John Carlson and David Mater, return after the news to the bottom of the hour. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. This Saturday afternoon, Sterling Fox in studio with John Carlson and David Mater. The 1% Realty Story is back on the airwaves. And we've been talking about a few myths that uh, pop up pretty frequently uh, when people uh, get into this whole real estate business and start talking about 1% Realty. In many cases, John, I think a lot of the myths are predicated by lack of understanding of the 1% real estate business model. But let me let me throw another one at you here. For example, a lot of people think, well, you know, if you're only charging that much money or that little money, well, other agents aren't going to be interested in showing your listings and you're going to end up having to pay the commission anyways. Right? That's another uh, that's another one of the big ones that we hear and uh, you know, all I can say uh, this is a complicated issue I suppose, but it's relatively simple and Here's how I would put it. Commissions do not drive sales. Buyers are really in the driver's seat. And I would never suggest that uh, an agent would not show a property based on commission because when we work with buyers, we have an agency relationship that says we owe that buyer, that client, the duty to show them all available properties. And my experience is that my listings get shown. But yes, we still do hear sometimes that agents might not show it. And it is true that we collect less commission from our sellers and we offer out less commission to buyer's, to buyer's agents, agents sure. when, they, when they bring an offer. And that's why people think, well, if the buyer's agent is going to make the same dough he usually does, I'm not going to lean in that direction at all. Why bother? 
Uh, yeah, maybe true. However, again, the buyers are the ones that want to see these properties and the buyers will see them. And I, agents that I know represent the interests of their buyers. Now, a buyer commissions could be negotiable. It's not unheard of that a buyer might come in and write an offer with their agent and the agent might say, hey, would you pay us more commission than you're offering? That does happen. Okay. But the good news is, uh, from a seller's point of view, when you're working with John and Dave, is that we, you know, we educate people that, we prepare them for that, and we also tell them that they're in the driver's seat. More often than not, if someone wants their agent to get more commission, it's something that a seller can negotiate and maybe perhaps say, no, this is where we're comfortable. This is why we hired this company. Everything might be negotiable, but as far as I'm concerned, selling my home, this is what I'm comfortable with. Right. And then a buyer is in a position where they need to decide, is the commission that we're offering suitable for their agent and do they want to go forward? So again, everything is a negotiation, but Dave and I are quite experienced at defending our seller's position on commission and price and terms. And that's, again, one of the big benefits of going with a good agent like David Mater or myself is we can negotiate through this whole thing. Well, lots of great information on the website too, friends. Savewithjohnanddave.com. And we mentioned before we went to away for the news break that we were going to have a, an opportunity this afternoon to hear from a few of John and Dave's clients. And we are going to do that, to pro- begin that process right now. This is a, a fellow that, uh, a, a person rather, that has worked with John in the past. Let's hear from Jan. I think I got excellent services, John. Uh, he was uh, very, very professional. He's he knows his uh, stuff uh, with the, the market and the uh, uh, you know uh, clients and all the paperwork involved with the uh, real estate transaction. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was more than happy with uh, John. Well, it doesn't take much to identify a satisfied customer there, does it, John? No, that's that's wonderful. Great to hear, Jan. And working with him was a pleasure. It was kind of, It's a bit of a funny story. I'll make it quick. But uh, Jan heard Dave and I on the radio, and I got the call. Okay. Went over to see Jan. It was one of the easier appointments I had all year. Uh, Jan says, no, I already heard that on the radio. I know this, this, and this. Let's talk about price. We got the price figured out. Uh, we got multiple offers on his property. I think it was an overlist price, if I'm not mistaken. He saved a lot of money, which he didn't mention, but... He was happy with the way we represented him, and I, I really like that. He ended up going to Vancouver Island, and I referred him to a 1% realty agent there. So we've got agents throughout the province, sure, right. and he found a property that he absolutely loved. So I guess you might call Jan, uh, categorize him as one of these people who might have had some concerns, heard what we had to say, checked out our website, and then we went and sat down with him. He found out he could sell, he could get good service, and he could be uh, looked after from beginning to end in the process. And it was wonderful working with Jan. I'd love to hear from other people, townhomes out in Surrey like Jan, who want to sell. All right. Now, I'm, I'm kind of tickled, I, I must admit, uh, the, the fact that uh, Jan heard uh, the 1% realty story here on CKNW and ended up uh, saving, putting a lot of extra money in his pocket or keeping a lot of his extra money. And I'm pleased to be part of that uh, saving money uh, for Jan process. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Sterling. And, and you know, I think that the clients out there are happy too, because when Dave and I look at our 2017, we took uh, a look at our sellers and the commission that they paid. And then we compared that to a commission structure of 7% of the first 100,000 and two and a half of the balance, which is not uh, universal, but it's quite it's common out there. Pretty commonplace, yeah, exactly. That's right. And our average seller saved $10,000. So if you're wondering, does this work? Uh, if you're thinking about maybe selling your home and you think that an extra $10,000 in your pocket when the deal is all said and done sounds good, go to savewithjohnanddave.com. Give us a call because we'll come out and talk to you and show you how it's done. Gee, living in Canada's most expensive city, an extra ten grand is like a gift from God. Mm. There's no question about it. Up next is uh, a few words from one of Dave's clients. Let's hear from Jerry. 
Well, I've used other real estate agents myself, um, and I just I just found that I don't really see any difference other than the lower price. And Dave, that's pretty much the message that you've been trying to pass along since we began these conversations a few months ago. Uh, there is no difference, except you get to save yourself money, and there's a pretty stark evidence of the savings possible. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we're we're happy that uh, Jerry, uh, you know, had great results. Um, what he, sort of a property did he have? Yeah, he had a house out in uh, Mission, and he called us out, and um it was on the market, I think, for maybe four or five days, something like that. We had multiple offers um, sold over list price, I believe. Um, and, um, you know, uh, what we try to stress to folks is exactly what uh, Jerry just said, and that is that we provide the same kinds of things. We do the same kinds of things. In addition to that, John and I, we've been doing this a long time, over 30 years combined experience. Right. You know, well over a thousand deals done, so people can feel confident when they hire us, they're not going to be lacking for anything. You know, we, we talk about what's the catch? Yeah. You know, are there hidden fees? Is it actually going to sell? All these things people keep saying. Well, the, th- the thing is, is that when you pick up the phone and you give us a call and we go out and we can actually sit down with you and review exactly what we do, um, the large majority of the time people feel very comfortable with us. They go ahead and list, they're happy with us, and they recommend us to friends and family. And sometimes they even give us testimonials to play on the radio. And, uh, you know, we're just happy. Jerry's happy. And we look forward to doing that for all sorts of folks out there. Right. The number, friends, by the way, is uh, 604-265-8280. All the information, of course, is on the website, savewithjohnanddave.com. A terrific website, very helpful. It's a well-done website, John, uh, with lots of terrific information, especially for new players in the marketplace. A lot of people moving to Vancouver. Every day, people move to Vancouver, and a lot of those people are going to want to buy somewhere to live and just don't know the first thing about navigating the British Columbia maze. Experience counts. Right, absolutely. There's lots of good websites out there, and I encourage people buying or selling in Greater Vancouver or the Fraser Valley to check all of them out. Uh, you know, Dave's website and Dave and I, our website, I think is also informative. Uh, but what you kind of get there that you might not in a lot in other websites is a little bit of an inside look into how the real estate industry works, how it's consumer driven, and how there's better value available to you as a seller. You don't have to spend a whole lot of big money on a commission to sell a property if you've got good agents and you're you're promoted and priced and positioned properly. So that's what you'll kind of get on our site is a little bit of that inside information about how to get a great result without spending as much money as you might. Yeah, and I like the grid. I like the fact that you can just sit there, you you know how much you think your home is worth, and you can ballpark it pretty closely, and you look, you do the comparison, you can go right across the line, uh, here's what you would pay if you listed with a, a, a another agency that charges a seven and two and a half, that's a sort of commonly accepted norm, and right beside it in the next column is the uh, amount that 1% realty would charge, and, and then the final column, money left in your pocket. That's always impressive to people when I sit down with them. But then you know what really gets them? And I think this might be important to the listeners out there is sometimes people will see a graph and they'll say, gee, how does this translate? But if you sit down with Dave and I, I mean, we can show you the last year's sales. We can show you two years. We can show you five years. We can show you 10 years of listing sales on MLS. And there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listings that Dave and I have sold. We can show you how long they were on the market. We can show you which agent ended up selling the property. We can show you this. This is all in black and white. It's a matter of record. Mm -hmm. So you don't really have to take our word for it. 
we're two of the top agents in Greater Vancouver year after year for a good reason. All right. Well, let's take Mike's word for working with John and Dave. This is one of John's clients, Mike. You know, when it comes to uh, service, I'm I'm one of those types of people that I do demand if I'm paying um, if I'm paying somebody for their services, I do expect that I'm at least going to get something in return out of it. And uh, John had, um, you know, he had my back the entire time. Well, John, that's pretty straight up. I, yep. I, I spend some money. I expect uh, to uh, get what I pay for. And uh, he's pretty comfortable with that. Great. Straightforward is wonderful. I appreciate it. Yes. And I think he did feel he got great value and it was great working for Mike. Uh, he said we had his bag. And, and, you know, really, that is how Dave and I work. We understand the relationship that we have with our clients. We represent our client's interest. And it's just nice to hear another client who not only saved money, but found out that working with Dave and I uh, was a good experience. All right. And uh, we've got another one. Here, our last one comes in from another one of Dave's clients. Let's hear from Susan now. Well, David assured us when he came to see us that no, he gives the same, if not more, service. And I think he gave more. I really do. The last time we sold a house, I didn't. I didn't have half the the, the helpfulness. Well, that's interesting, Dave, because the myth we addressed a few minutes ago dealt with uh, people being concerned about getting less because you're paying less, you're going to get less. And here's a client who paid less and felt like she got more. Yeah, we worked with Susan and her mother, uh, Violet, to get uh, a property sold for her in Maple Ridge. Um, Sold fairly quickly. I think it sold for a great price. Um, And, you know, what she said, I'm really happy to hear. She said that, you know, it just goes to the, the point that the, the quality of an agent, uh, the services that they provide are not necessarily connected to the brokerage they work with uh, or how much they charge. The reality is, is that John and I, we're, we're full service agents. You know, we do all the same types of things that you can expect. Um, you know, just because we charge less doesn't mean we do less. And in fact, a lot of our clients, like Susan seems to uh, think, um, I think have given us the same type of testimonial, and that is that, yeah, you know, we paid less, but we got great service. I've I've heard, and I know John has as well, uh, sentiments to that uh, effect many times. You know, we we paid less, and we we got such great service from you guys. We, we won't hesitate to recommend you again. And uh, you know, you can't really have any type of longevity in this business That's unless true. unless your clients are happy with you. And uh, you know, John and I know we we take a lot of pride in the fact that we do all those things. Uh, our clients are really happy with us. And I think most of our, our business does come from referrals and repeat clients and that kind of thing. And, um, and you know, we don't have any, any, um, any reason to think that will we'll stop anytime in the future. Uh, let me quote from the website. The primary reason typical commission rates have remained the same is because so many sellers have agreed to pay those rates. You might have paid those rates as well, but why pay more than you have to? Pretty straightforward question, John. It and is. more and more people uh, are, are going, well, you know what? That's a good question, and why bother? It is a great question. We want to wake people up. What's the word? Woke nowadays? I mean, be woke, people, when it comes to real estate. You do have options, and... Uh, um, you know, Dave and I, I think, are probably the best option. And while, you know, I'm at it, uh, you know, Dave, what do we have? Maybe four or five accepted offers on listings this week. Uh, Dave and I are active out there right now. There's right. a little bit of a lack of inventory. We're available. Like our inventory is drying up. It's selling. Uh, if you have a house, a townhouse, Maple Ridge, Pitt Meadows, Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam, Tri-Cities, Langley, Mission, Burnaby, New Westminster, we work all of these areas and we're available right now. So if you're thinking or if you know somebody who is thinking of selling and wants a good job done, uh, but maybe doesn't want to pay as, uh, you know, some of these commission rates that they've been quoted, 
Go to our website. Give us a call. Savewithjohnanddave.com is the website. Lots of terrific information there, including an opportunity to click on a button and request an appraisal. And Dave, in these changing times with the goalposts being moved almost weekly, uh, numbers, the the value of your home, uh, you need to know. You need to have a strong sense of what your home is worth today. And if you got a last appraisal six months ago, that's out the back door now, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. You know, you want to make sure that every time that you uh, you go to put your property on the market, you want all the latest uh, numbers over the last month or two, because especially in this market, things change. Usually, they have been changing for, for the better as far as pricing is concerned. Sure. But make sure that whoever you have out looks at the most recent numbers. Now, John, you've got a couple of uh, open houses to tell us about tomorrow, yes. and I know that one of them is uh, in a condominium complex. Actually, I've got two condos in North Coquitlam, uh, Open House Sunday, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, they're both in the Coquitlam Center area. Maybe I'll uh, talk about those. The first one will be at noon to 2 p.m. i got a two-hour window on this one. This is in the Marlborough House, uh, and it's at 3098 Guildford Way. This is a 55 and over building with just an awesome, uh, you know, amenities and uh, a social calendar and all kinds of activities. And it's really a self-contained community, if you will. Mm-hmm. This is a ground floor, easy access, one bedroom and den unit. I'll be open noon to two. The list price is four forty nine nine. Come out and say hi. Uh, after that, from 2.30 to 4.30, I'll be around the corner at the Burlington. Uh, the Burlington is a, a no age restriction. It's a family oriented building. This is a two bedroom and den, really a three bedroom unit. It's huge. It's eleven fifty nine square feet. It's listed at five ninety nine nine. The address is two nine six eight Burlington Drive. It's unit number four ten. Top floor, corner, penthouse, view of the mountains, the whole bit. Go to our website. There's a 3D tour there. You can walk through it. But come and see how we do business. Come and see us Sunday. All right. And Dave, where will you be tomorrow? So tomorrow, I will be at uh, an open house at a brand new listing, uh, unit number 36 at 12449191 Street in Pitt Meadows uh, in a complex called Windsor Crossing. Fantastic location, just literally a hop, skip, and a jump to... uh, all sorts of amenities. You got restaurants and stores and you got the West Coast Express station and all sorts of other transportation. Uh, we're going to be there 1 to 3 p.m. tomorrow, uh, listed at four ninety nine. We think a fantastic uh, value. So please come out and see us. All right. And lots more information, including some video tours on the website, savewithjohnanddave.com. We're fresh out of time, guys. I appreciate yours as always. Uh, uh, have fun at the open houses tomorrow and uh, say hi to the people who's listening to us right now on the radio uh, for me when they say hi to you. Will do, Sterling. Thanks, Sterling. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and David Mader for another informative visit. Next week, we look forward to your calls to the world-class dentists from BC Perio. And right now, it's time for Duly Noted. And today, Vancouver consumer producer Ben Dooley looks ahead a few weeks and has some early tax filing tips. I'm Ben Dooley, and this is Duly Noted. With the April 30th deadline to file your income tax return fast approaching, there are some changes you should be aware of. First of all, there are a few tweaks to tax breaks. If you care for an ailing family member, three previously existing tax credits have been consolidated into one tax credit. Nurse practitioners are now qualified to certify people with disabilities for the disability tax credit. And lastly, Canadians may be able to claim some of the costs of fertility treatments. Nearly 1 million Canadians are also eligible to file their taxes by phone with the new File My Return automated service. 
It's designed for people on low or fixed incomes with simple returns. However, if you still like the old paper forms, the CRA will send you all the forms by mail, so you don't have to call them to request the forms or pick the forms up anymore. Accountant Gabriel Loren advises against using the paper form unless you owe money. We usually recommend that if someone is filing a tax return by paper, do it if you owe them money, not if you're waiting for a refund, because it will delay your refund a little bit, especially if you're hoping to get a nice refund that'll help with other expenses that you might have coming up. Typically, it takes about two weeks to get your refund if you file online, and about eight weeks if you file via mail. If you owe money, it's important to file before April 30th to avoid a late filing penalty and daily interest charges. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's duly noted. Thank you, Ben. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we go. I spent some time at the airport with family from Toronto this week and noticed all the changes to parking at YVR, which are now completely in effect. The biggest change is the movement of long-term parking a bit further away from the terminal to near Templeton Skytrain Station by the MacArthur Glen Outlet Mall. The parking fees will now be 15 bucks a day or $96 a week. The ride from the lot to the terminal on SkyTrain is free and there will be shuttle buses running when SkyTrain isn't. This distant, cheaper parking is pretty common at airports everywhere and is a big part of the $5.6 billion expansion program in Vancouver. There will still be the valet parking option along with the terminal parkade and slightly more expensive jet set parking. The new message from YVR is if you want to save more money, come a little earlier and they're ready for you. The B.C. government is bringing back intersection cameras in the coming months. They say over 80 crashes a year happen at intersections, and speeding is usually the problem. Yes, we still have those cameras, but they need an upgrade from film to digital, and while that technical stuff is happening, the government will study which intersections need the most attention. When everything is set to go, they'll post new signs warning drivers the cameras are back operating. After that, you're on your own. Four other provinces have those cameras, and they're popular around the world, too. And yes, we'll let you know well in advance of their return. And speaking of police warning signs, this week, North Van Mounties have posted electronic signs warning drivers about cell phone use while driving all over the North Shore. Apparently, those messages weren't too successful, because this past Tuesday alone, the RCMP wrote 74 tickets in two hours. March is Distracted Driving Month, and by the looks of things, is going to be a very profitable month for the cops. Cell phone use while driving has been banned in B.C. for eight years, but clearly we haven't exactly learned our lesson yet. It's getting expensive, too. Four points and a $368 ticket plus a $150 penalty point premium for your first offense. If you get three in the same year, the fine part will be two grand. And finally, two weeks from today will be a big day for music fans at Metrotown. The Juno Awards are coming back to our city this year, hosted by our own Michael Buble, and the organizers are trying to get fans a little closer to their favorite musical stars. Saturday, March 24th, will be Fanfare Day at Metrotown, and fans can get their selfies with the likes of the Arkells, High Valley, Mariana's Trench, Scott Hellman, Chad Brownlee, and many, many more. There will also be live 
live performances and lots to do anytime after 10 a.m. two weeks from this morning at Metrotown. Tickets are free, but first come, first served, and they're available online beginning today. All the details at junoawards.ca. That is our program for today, produced by Ben Dooley. Andrew Ferreira is at the controls. We appreciate your feedback, and if you have any thoughts or comments, drop us a line to sterling at cknw.com. I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer, right here on 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.